Leviticus 4, verse 1 through 6, verse 7. These are God's words. Now Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a person sins unintentionally against any of the commandments of Yahweh and anything which ought not to be done, and does any of them, if the appointed priest sins, bringing guilt um, on the people, then let him offer to Yahweh for his sin, which he has sinned. A young bull without blemish is a sin offering. He shall bring the bull to the door of the tabernacle of meeting before Yahweh, lay his hand on the bull's head, and kill the bull before Yahweh. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood, bring it to the tabernacle of meeting. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before Yahweh in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood of the horn on the horns of the altar of sweet incense before Yahweh, which is in the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall pour the remaining blood of the bull at the base of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. He shall take from it all the fat of the bull as, a, as the sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat which is on the entrails, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them by the flanks, the fatty lobe, Attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove, and it was taken from the bowl of the sacrifice and peace offering. And the priest shall burn them on the altar of the burnt offering. Put the bowl's hide and all its flesh, its head, legs, its entrails, its offal. The whole bowl he shall carry outside the camp to a clean place, where the ashes are poured out, and burn it on the wood with fire. Where the ashes are poured out, it shall be burned. Now, if the whole congregation of Israel sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done something against any of the commandments of Yahweh and anything which should not be done, and are guilty, when the sin which they have committed becomes known, then the assembly shall offer a young bull for the sin, and bring it before the tabernacle of meeting. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before Yahweh. And then the bull shall be killed before Yahweh. The anointed priest shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tabernacle of meeting. And then the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before Yahweh in front of the veil. And he shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar which is before Yahweh, which is in the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall pour the remaining blood at the base of the altar burnt offering which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. He shall take all the fat from it and burn it on the altar. And he shall do with the bull as he did with the bull as a sin offering. Thus he shall do with it. So the priest shall make atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. And he shall carry the bull outside the camp and burn it as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. When a ruler has sinned and done something unintentionally, Against any of the commandments of Yahweh as God, and anything which should not be done and is guilty, or if his sin which he has committed comes to his knowledge, he shall bring as his offering a kid of the goats, a male without blemish. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the goat and kill it at the place where they kill the burnt offering before Yahweh. It is a sin offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. And he shall burn all its fat on the altar, like the fat of the sacrifice of the peace offering, so the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. If any one of the common people sins unintentionally by doing something against 
any of the commandments of Yahweh in anything which ought not to be done and is guilty. Or if his sin which he has committed comes to his knowledge, then he shall bring as his offering a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, for his sin which he has committed. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering at the place of the burnt offering. Then the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat, as fat is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering. And the priest shall burn it on the altar for a sweet aroma to Yahweh. So the priest shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. If he burns a lamb as his sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill it as a sin offering at the place where they kill the burnt offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat, as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering. Then the priest shall burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to Yahweh. So the priest shall make atonement for his sin that he is committed, and it shall be forgiven him. If a person sins in hearing the utterance of an oath, and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of the matter, if he does not tell it, he bears guilt. Or if a person touches any unclean thing, where, whether it is the carcass of an unclean beast, or the carcass of unclean livestock, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and he is unaware of it, he shall he also shall be unclean and guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanness, whatever uncleanness with which a man may be defiled, and he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, he shall be guilty. Or if a person swears, speaking faultlessly with his lips, to do evil or to do good, whatever it is that a man may pronounce by an oath, and he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, and he shall be guilty in any of these matters, and it shall be when he is guilty in any of these matters, that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing, and he shall bring his trespass offering to Yahweh for his sin which he has committed, a female from the flock, a lamb, or a kid of the goats, as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin. If he is not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring to Yahweh for his trespass which he has committed two turtle doves, or two young pigeons. One is a sin offering, the other is a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the priest, who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first, and bring off its head from its neck, and shall not divide it completely. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second as a burnt offering, according to the prescribed manner. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for his sin which he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. But if he is not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he who sins shall bring for his offering one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a sin offering. He shall put no oil on it, nor shall he put frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. Then he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it as a memorial portion, and burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to Yahweh. It is a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement for him for his sin that he has committed in any of these matters, and it shall be forgiven him, and the rest shall be the priests as a grain offering. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, If a person commits a trespass and sins 
unintentionally in regard to the holy things of Yahweh. Then he shall bring to Yahweh as his trespass offering. A ram without blemish from the flocks, with your valuation in shekels of silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary as a trespass offering, and he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regard to the holy thing, and shall add one-fifth to it, and give it to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram and the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven. If a person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of Yahweh, though he does not know it, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock with your valuation as a trespass offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him regarding his ignorance, in which he erred and did not know, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He has certainly trespassed against Yahweh. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, If a person sins and commits a trespass against Yahweh by lying to his neighbor about what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or about a pledge, or about a robbery, or if he has extorted from his neighbor, or if he has found out what was lost and lies converted it, and swears falsely in any one of these things that a man may do in which he sins, then it shall be, because he has sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore what he has stolen, or the thing which he has extorted, or what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he has sworn falsely, he shall restore its full value, add one-fifth more to it, and give it to whomever it belongs in the day of his trespass offering. And he shall bring his trespass offering to Yahweh, a ram without blemish from the flock with your valuation, as a trespass offering to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh, and he shall be forgiven for any one of these things that he may have done in which he trespasses. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. Now all of these sin and trespass offerings are provided to the people of Israel uh, because it's not just their sinfulness that keeps them separate for God from God and so in order to draw near, as we saw from the beginning of the book, God had to provide for them. Um, the first sacrifice, sometimes called the whole burnt offering, but uh, which the text calls the ascension. God had to provide for them the tribute, sometimes called the green offering, but the text just calls it the tribute. Um, God had to provide for them the peace, which happily is often called the peace offering. Uh, but God provides them ascension, tribute, and peace. But one of the results of us being sinners is that we commit actual sins. And so even though God has provided the Lord Jesus as our ascension, our tribute, our peace, uh, by him we know we have access to God in him. We are seated in heavenly places. Yet we do continue to experience guilt, don't we? Because we continue to sin. And if we sinned and didn't feel guilty about it, uh, then we would be responding wrongly to our sin. Uh, and so even in the sacrificial system of Israel, God provided them sin. Uh, God provided them sacrifices, not just to draw near to him, like the ascension, the tribute, and the peace, but also specific sacrifices like the sin offering and the trespass offering, by which to deal with specific guilt from specific sins, and by which to deal with specific damage caused 
by specific sins. And that's the big difference between the sin offering and the trespass offering. And the sin offering is particularly for dealing with a specific sin. Uh, and what sorts of sins have to be dealt with? Well, obviously all intentional sins have to be dealt with. Uh, but even unintentional sins, we read over and over again. Unintentional sin has to be dealt with. Unintentional sin uh, makes us guilty as well. A wrong intention is a sin, but a wrong action is also a sin. Even if we, um, as far as we knew, thought we had good intentions. Uh, and so we see the greatness of God's provision, not only for them, that they could have these sin offerings, or if they had done damage, then, uh, you know, whether it was some sort of um, damage or harm or offense against the holy things of the sanctuary, and the priest in that case would have to decide whatever the one-fifth extra amount was going to be, uh, or if they did damage to someone else's property, they would have to uh, restore uh, fully uh, the thing or the value of the thing, and then uh, one-fifth of the value of the thing. But the Lord provided for them a way of clearing themselves from the particular sin, the particular damage, so that everything could be restored, so they could be brought to the place where they know their reconciliation with God through the main sacrifices, the ascension, tribute, and peace, and they can enjoy the favor of God. If we come to worship without having dealt with our sin, uh, we may uh, go through the motions, uh, but I think each of us have experienced this, where there's something else between us and God that is uh, that is on our hearts, and we know that we're actually defiling the worship by worshiping as those who have not repented of our sins, who have not dealt with it before God. Now, God was very merciful to his people. He provided uh, a sliding scale sin offering, even down to those who couldn't afford uh, two doves, one for the sin offering and one for the you know, one for the sin, and it's just called the sin. The word offering is being supplied all the way through here. If you couldn't afford one for the sin and one for the ascension, you could even bring, um, you could even bring grain, uh, and it would be processed in the same way as the peace offering. For us, it's even better. We don't have to bring anything. Well, that's not true. We bring everything. We bring Christ Himself. Christ Himself, whose blood blood was shed once for all, and purifies forever, and never runs out of its power for forgiveness or for cleansing, so it always atones, always reconciles. We come and we receive the forgiveness for the specific sin coming to God through Christ, and then we're ready uh, to draw near to him again with full, uh, with the, uh, our conscience clean, and uh, how much more ready even as after we have just enjoyed the forgiveness not just of our general sinfulness in Christ, but of a specific sin that we had committed. Uh, and the God who has loved us and forgiven us much, he produces what? What does the Lord Jesus say? He is forgiven much, loves much. And so we can see how these things um, preview something even more glorious, although this is wonderful here in Leviticus, something even more glorious in how we interact with God and in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is this is always available, available to you as soon as you realize you have sinned. And you may not have intended it, but it turned out to be a sin. And sometimes 
It's something that because of increasing knowledge of the Bible and of the truth and of God's law, we realize we spent our whole life committing this sin and we thought it was right and we thought it was good. But because we're going to experience that, God has actually put into his law provision for that. Because we experience that, God has actually given us in Christ provision for that and we're able then much more freely able to be instructed and corrected and to admit to ourselves that this thing that we didn't know was a sin we've been doing, and it is a sin, where we are able to admit that to ourselves and to God because we have Christ. But whenever you sin, whenever you realize that you have sinned, immediately, immediately, Come to God, confess your sin, lay your hand on Jesus, as it were, identify yourself with him again. Confess what you've done and that it was wrong. And you see the parallel between the sin, the, uh, when you come near with the sin offering, the sin and the peace. In both cases, what happens? In both cases, the fat is removed and God is pleased. The only difference is, where God is pleased with what Christ has done and giving himself to be burned with fire and endure all of the wrath that our sin deserved and propitiate God so that all the wrath is removed and God is entirely favorable towards us. Uh, in the peace offering, then, we would eat from it. Uh, but uh, in this case, uh, if the priest or the whole congregation had sinned, nobody would eat from it. The rest of it would be burned because the guilt was on the congregation as a whole, which tells you something about the importance of those who lead uh, in worship. The priests who led uh, Israel in worship, if they sinned, the, the guilt was the same as if the whole congregation had sinned. And a dad who leads his family in worship, or an elder or a minister who leads a congregation in worship, uh, they, they need to... Uh, appreciate, grasp uh, the way their sin brings guilt upon the whole assembly, upon the whole household, and upon even the worship of the assembly or of the household. And the worship needs to be atoned for again. Now, praise God, we have a priest who doesn't have his own sins to atone for. Hebrews uh, identifies that. Uh, he, uh, he has consecrated our worship uh, once and for all by uh, by his blood, uh, the Lord Jesus. But uh, even in the civil sphere, you know, the the chiefs of the people, when they sinned, they had to bring a male, whereas if a common person sinned, his sin offering would be a female. Why? To drive home again to the the person who's in authority, the person who's in responsibility that part of his responsibility is to not sin and bring guilt upon those who are entrusted to his care. This is why it's so dreadful, uh, not just for me, but for the whole house when I sin. And God, forgive me. May you forgive me. Pray for me. That I would keep close accounts with God and walk in repentance with a clear conscience and joy and free and full forgiveness from the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's a distinction, there's a responsibility. The boys, the boys want to learn how to walk with God with consistency. Because they're hoping to be the leaders of a house someday. The leaders of worship in a house someday. But the Lord is made entirely favorable. Uh, and 
uh, even uh, even though um, when a common person sins, he may not uh, eat of it and doesn't want to have uh, uh, fellowship uh, in the sin, but uh, it gets cleansed for the priest and he can eat of it. We'll hear about that uh, later in chapter 7 uh, when we get to how you handle the, uh, the meat uh, from the sin offering. But you see here the great necessity of dealing with sin, the value of a clean conscience, so that you can come before God. Uh, in fact, um, you know, there are provisions throughout. You see the uh, unintentional sins. There's even that provision in um, chapter 5 and verse uh, 17. The person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of Yahweh, though he does not know. He's not, he's not even sure that it's a sin. Now this is for the one who suspects that he might have sinned. Uh, I know for myself, and I've seen it done in the ministry. God forgive me, I may have already even done it myself, although I can't remember. Those who want to let people's consciences off easy, they suspect they might have sinned, but the, but they don't know. Well, the Lord gives us an example here, not of trying to let ourselves off easy, but to to treat it as if we had sinned and come to God with the sacrifice that has been provided. And God alone, of course, forgives. And this is the last point we'll, we'll make from this long passage. And you could pray for me about how to organize it for preaching in just a half an hour sermon words the afternoon. Um, but God alone can forgive sin. Over and over through the through the portion that we read, it says the priest shall make atonement for him. And that's active. The priest has given the has been given the procedure by which to apply the blood, arrange the sacrifice, and all those things. But it's not the priest who forgives him. It says the priest shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. Because even the priest can't forgive him. But God makes a promise that the worshiper doing according to God's word, and the priest doing according to God's word, that God will forgive the sin, as God alone can forgive sins. And this tells you who Jesus is, doesn't it? Because there was a day that he was standing in um, in a house and four friends had brought a paralytic in and he looked at all their faces and he turns to the paralytic and he says, your sins are forgiven you. It's, who can forgive sins but God? And they're right. No one. But Jesus is God. And Jesus forgives sin. Praise God. Let's pray. Oh, our Father, help us with such resources as you have given us now, not in bulls and rams and lambs and doves and grain, but as you have given us resources in Christ. Give us to avail ourselves of the ability always to come to you immediately with whatever sin we have committed and to be restored and have a relationship with you renewed so that we are able to come and worship with a clear conscience through the same Jesus Christ who atoned for our sin. Give us this habit of living with you, resting in Christ, rejoicing over his atonement. We ask it in his name. Amen.